back. John in Tennessee, my dear friend and brother in Christ, whom I never met in 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 person in the flesh. Uh, that's for you. All right, so getting back on track. Let's get back on track here. So Kurzweil says displays are now implanted in the eyes with a choice of permanent or removable implants. Cochlear implants are originally just for the hearing impaired are now ubiquitous. And then he says direct neural pathways have been perfected for high bandwidth connection to the human brain. This allows bypassing certain neural regions, for example, visual pattern recognition, long-term memory, and augmenting or replacing the functions of these regions with computing performed either in a neural implant or externally. So you have all of this stuff going on that correlates to what I was talking about before. You know, we played the Scott Klosowski clip again, and um, um, I mentioned the Wired Magazine article in the first segment. Which went away. Where did it go? That's strange. Where did it wander off to? Very odd. You know, speaking of odd things, by the way, I I mentioned uh, G. Michael Hoff's quote a couple of times already in today's broadcast. Hard times create strong men. Strong men create good times. Good times create weak men. And weak men create hard times. Is it me or is it strange that Hoff doesn't have a Wikipedia entry? I guess he doesn't meet the criteria for, you know, having a Wikipedia page. I'm sorry, Dave. The G. Michael Hoff page does not exist like so many other things that just seem to vanish. A, you know, there's a first tank battalion uh, Wikipedia entry that lists G. Michael Hoff, a USA Today best-selling author of the post-apocalyptic series *The New World*. Hoff was a member of the of anti-tank TOW Company, first battalion, first tank battalion from '89 to '91, 1989 to n- 1991. Anyway, Gulf War veteran. So, you know, he's mentioned, but doesn't get his own page. So, that's interesting. Where did, uh, was it this? No. You're strange. Oh, that's what I did. I don't know how that happened. Anyway, very strange. So the the Wired Magazine article that I mentioned was uh, titled The Battery That Never Gets Flat. Your body generates enough energy to power wearables, medical sensors, impl- and, and implanted devices, and tech designers are plugging in. And is that a picture of someone scanning their Dexcom G6 type deal, their glucose monitor? I think it's weird. So, you know, the Davos set says cell phones should go away by 2030. And what do you know? That's exactly – I mean that corresponds exactly to Kurzweil's timeline for things happening in 2029. By 2029 that he posited, you know, forecasted – 
really it was a roadmap. You know, what happened in 30 years when, when The Age of Spiritual Machines was published in 1999. And here we are. Can you imagine direct neural pathways have been perfected for high bandwidth connection to the human brain? Where's the cell phone going to go? You know, does your battery ever wear out? That's okay. We can stick one in your head and you never have to recharge it. Just always charging because it's in you and you're the battery. So, like I said, wasn't that the speaking of 1999? Wasn't that the theme of The Matrix by the Wachowski brothers? Oh, wait, they're not brothers anymore, apparently. At least, you know, they don't identify as brothers. We should say that. doesn't matter, you know. You can call the sun whatever you want. It is what it is. John Hagee may, may be wrong about a lot of things, but he was right when he said, gravity doesn't care whether you believe in it or not, and it will kill you regardless. So... Speaking of uh, Hoff's quote and the times in which we find ourselves, increasingly hard times, this kind of, you know, I identify stuff. You know, we need, we need, um, we don't have the fortitude. We have a lot of free time on our hands and, um, I think we should just get busy, get to work and be quiet. Generally speaking, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of complaining going on. And I think many, many of us are guilty. Many more of us than we would want to admit are guilty of just not getting to work. And if we just do that, whatever that means, you know, in my opinion, it's as the spirit leads as the Holy Spirit leads, and that's kind of how that works. But I think we would we would do well. All right, so let me just circle back to headline stuff real quick in the first segment because I wanted to do that. Um, RBN headlines. You know, I was talking about, I didn't finish my thought on, as we enter the first day of Women's History Month, what does that even mean? You know, it's propaganda. That's all. It's a Bernaysian deal so that we can, um, let me just say this real quick. Speaking of Black History Month, I was gonna I was gonna touch on there are two stories you can find on RBN right now. Uh, Malcolm X's family to sue NYPD, CIA, FBI for hundred million dollars. Talked about that, and who do you see? None other than Benjamin Crump, Prince Hall Mason, Benjamin Crump, right there, front and center, always. You always see these kinds of guys, you know, whether it's. Ben Crump or Al Sharpton or Jesse Jackson. These people are out in front all the time. Why is that? And, um, you know, speaking of this kind of stuff, there's the other story. Beetlejuice, a.k.a. Lori Lightfoot. That's humorous. I'm sorry. That's hum- You know what? She probably has a thyroid condition. That's mean. Why are you? Now, you know what? She she brings it on herself. She is, uh, you know, the things that we played, especially during COVID and before. She's, I mean, she's a crazy one-worlder. She's, she is a sycophant to power. And she, I would say, is cut from the fabric of a long line. She's a cutout of the... One-worlder contingent that seems to plague Chicago, among other places. Just a tick, a parasite on the body politic. Truly. I don't really know of anything that I would I would find redeeming about Lori Lightfoot. Maybe that sounds strong, but 
That's my opinion. So, you know, as we talk about this, as we go into Women's History Month, let me see if I can make this make sense. Hopefully it will. You know, I've talked about the clash of civilizations. I've talked about balkanization over the years. The etymological history of the term balkanization is important. We are experiencing it here in America and around the world. And by the way, while I'm at it, do you remember when I talked about the glasnost effect, dear comrades? Glasnost and perestroika? I mean, I've talked about how uh, James Corbett does amazing work, but I think this is a thing that we sort of left, you know, one of the things that got left on the table. I got in touch with him 10 years ago now and said, hey, I think glasnost is a thing. What do you think? And um, find, yeah, there we go. The old Wikipedia entry. Oh, you're not supposed to do that because the new entry doesn't have it. This entry from 2009, this is an old revision of the page uh, back in October 2009 because this is one of those things that just – so happened to change after I mentioned it one day on this broadcast, one of those things. It's happened to this. It's happened to the Salafi movement Wikipedia page. It's happened to – I think it happened to Operation Cyclone. It happened to Huckabee's C, uh, CFR speech at the CSIS back in 2007 on the on the 2008 presidential campaign trail. It happened to the PBS entry for you know Alan Greenspan around the same time on the News Hour with Jim Lehrer saying you know when Lehrer says what should the proper relationship between the president and the Fed chair be and Greenspan said doesn't matter since the Federal Reserve is an independent agency doesn't matter and now I mean I've talked about how it went away. In waves, that entry was one of the most curious examples where, you know, Mike was the board op one day, and we we would play that clip from time to time, and I I sent him a link to the page, and he said, "I don't see it. I don't see it." We we're playing the video, video was gone, the link wasn't showing up, and uh, anyway, there was still an audio link. The video went away. The link on the page went away. And then uh, the audio link went away. And I had, you know, I knew where the, I had the audio link that the, the, the file on the PBS server. I had that URL. So I sent that. We played that just from the, you know, the MP3 file. And then that went away. And then the entire entry went away. Some somehow in the remaking of uh, the PBS web presence, and then eventually it came back. But now it's heavily redacted. The entire end of the interview, that particular interview with Greenspan, is gone. Here is the full transcript, except not. It's like the first five minutes, and of course it excludes. The point in question, no, and of course no video. The video didn't return, and neither did the audio file. I wonder how that happens. Anyway, Glasnost. What what does Glasnost? Oh yeah, uh, maximal publicity, openness, and transparency. You know. Are they are they bureau members or are they Politburo members? I was sort of wondering that yesterday of of, of uh, politicians and career politicians and bureaucrats in particular. Members of the bureau or Politburo. So Glasnost translates as maximum maximal publicity, openness, and transparency in the acti- the all the activities of all government institutions. Did we hear openness and transparency throughout the Obama administration? Have we continued to hear about transparency? Yeah, it's a good thing. Sure, areas of concern in the in the old Wikipedia entry. While Glasnost is associated with freedom of press, the main 
freedom of speech, excuse me, the main goal of this policy was to make the country's management transparent and open to debate, thus circumventing the narrow circle, circle of apparatchiks who previously exercised complete control of the economy. Do we have a planned top-down controlled economy in America? No. Through reviewing the past or current mistakes being made, it was hoped that the Soviet people would come back uh, – would back reforms such as perestroika. And that's another interesting subject. You know, uh, Stabilization and reconstruction, dear comrades, at the same time during the Obama administration, didn't, didn't he say, America, it's time for nation building here at home? Glasnost gave new freedom to the people, such as a greater freedom of information by opening the secret parts of, of uh, for unallowed literature in the libraries, et cetera, et cetera. You know, some of us remember um, through the the Reagan years. Um, you know, Charlotte Isserby told us about the flow of information that was supposedly going one way with relation to this perestroika stuff, but actually, uh, not so fast. Anyway. What's the point? Here's the point. In this old Wikipedia entry from 2009, because the new one deleted this entire section, I wonder why that happened. That's weird. Glasnost entry, Glasnost Wikipedia entry under the section titled Areas of Concern, it used to say this. There was also a and, – and Again, think about this in context of what is happening in America. There was also a greater degree of freedom within the media. And especially think about social media and how we have all of these, you know, the alt media stuff. And think about um, the Smith Modernization Act and how now propaganda pointed directly at home. Well, you know, we can't be responsible for stuff that bounces back from across the pond or you know what maybe if we just point it directly into our own backyard either way we're not going to be held liable for that anymore think about operation earnest voice and sock puppeting and you know the infodemic we heard about during covid um flooding the zone and all of that kind of nonsense psychological warfare you know, um, the most important story is that how how did how did James Corbett put it? I forget. I mentioned that recently. Um, What was the title of I don't remember I'll think of the title in a second I'll finish this thought on glass notes and we'll go back to the phones stick around more right after this break Find your inner rebel at Dixie Republic, the world's largest Confederate store, located in Traveler's Rest, South Carolina. The anti-white, anti-Christ, anti-Southern world ends at the asphalt. Welcome to God's country. Log on to DixieRepublic.com to view our Southern merchandise, from flags to t-shirts to artwork. At the store, browse through our extensive collection of belt buckles and have a custom-made leather belt handcrafted in our Johnny Rebs gun and leather shop. That's DixieRepublic.com, where you can meet all of your Southern needs. Support those that support the network. Support Dixie Republic at DixieRepublic.com. Email ProudSouthern123 at gmail.com and let them know that RBN sent you.
For the first time since its inception, RBN is offering a limited opportunity to you, the listener, to join our quest. You will be provided an effective platform on both internet and satellite broadcasting and also gain the opportunity to both share your creativity with our producers and voice your message with thousands of patriots. Interested? Call 800-724-2719, extension 3, for details. Biden takes classified documents seriously. I'm Peter Seraphine with this week's Liberty Minute and a reminder to use code LIGHTHOUSE at mystore.com to save money on American-made products from American companies. President Biden takes classified documents so seriously that he had at least one in his garage. Just for a minute, let's forget that a former vice president shouldn't have classified materials. Let's ignore the hypocrisy of Biden's statements regarding Trump having classified materials at Mar-a-Lago, where there are Secret Service. What I want to know is, why were attorneys clearing out an office at the UPenn think tank? Lawyers cost hundreds of dollars an hour. Two guys and a truck would have been infinitely cheaper. Were the lawyers there because they expected to find something like this? Maybe the attorneys were there just so that there would be attorney-client privilege in place. The presence of lawyers doing a job that a couple of teenagers could do is intriguing, to say the least. Now that the story is out, I have many questions, but the White House press secretary has refused to answer a single one put to her. Hopefully, the new special counsel will have better luck. Find more news and commentary at liberty-lighthouse.com. Until next time, Sivas Pashem, Parabellum. So Corbett's piece was titled The Story of the Century Just Broken, No One Noticed. And uh, that was referring to the uh, Washington Post story, Pentagon Open Sweeping Review of Clandestine Psychological Operations. Complaints about the U.S. military's influence operations, influence operations using Facebook and Twitter have raised concern in the White House and federal agencies. Have we... You know, and again, what, what did we hear with the Twitter file stuff? Whatever we can believe of that, you know, I think again that's sort of a limited hangout anyway because it doesn't climb nearly high enough in the food chain, and so the discussion sort of dead ends. It's one of those slides, as uh, what's his name would say, Fritz Springmeier. So. You know, and then there was the companion piece, uh, Pentagon orders review of PSYOPs after takedown of fake social accounts. The former is an article by Ellen Nakashima. The latter is analysis by Tim Starks with research by Aaron Schaefer or Schaffer. It's two Fs. Uh, and he refers to Ellen's article. My colleague Ellen Nakashima reports this morning, the Pentagon, quote, the Pentagon has ordered a sweeping audit of how it conducts clandestine information warfare after major social media companies identified and took offline fake accounts suspected of being run by the U.S. military, tactics used by countries such as Russia and Iran in violation of the platform's rules, end quote. Now, where did those other countries learn that? Because again, I think of uh, you know articles like 
the LA Times article, the U.S. is no stranger to interfering in elections. Remember, we're hearing about, oh my gosh, you know, back in 2016, and Nina Agrawal wrote the article, the U.S. is no stranger to interfering in the elections of uh, other countries, and she leaned on the research of uh, Dov Levin over at Carnegie Mellon University. And this was supposed to be, you know, where, where did, where did, who is the largest purveyor of this stuff? Anyway, you know, what, what is happening here? And this all sort of goes back to the Glasnost stuff. What, where is the amplification of chaos coming from? fake accounts how much gets circulated what would happen let's just say we don't get rid of social media does this have anything to do with what jaron lanier has said you know he wrote a book 10 arguments for deleting your social media accounts right now he didn't say because the government is trying to weaponize you against yourself and your neighbor but i might argue that he could have But let's just say we don't heed Jaron Lanier's advice and delete our social media accounts right now. Let's stay, say we stay on them. What if we didn't repost anything that we could not verify ourselves or that was posted by someone that we did not know personally? You know, and even that could be questionable because, again, anytime there's a strategy of tension episode, false flag, synthetic nonsense, there are always, history tells us, always, then and now, there are as many who draw a paycheck from the FedGov as not, who are compensated. Whether, you know, they're officially on the payroll or they are informants who are, you know, cons suborned and conscripted and bribed. And blackmailed in some cases, but you know rewarded. You're sure you're blackmailed, but you're compensated. You're you're compensated handsomely for it. So just listen to what Trevor Aronson said, for example, in his 2015 TED Talk or his book, The Terror Factory. Let's just say we start by, if we're going to be on social media, nothing gets reposted or amplified by someone we don't personally know. Gosh, what what would that do? That would change things, especially with all of the 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 so-called deepfakes stuff going on. And I remember the um, article that I talked about. You know, um, Israeli startup Czech. Remember that back in 2019. Ahead of the 2020 election, this Israeli startup is using military-grade tech to fight fake news. Guy Tutanovich. The article says Czech is led by Guy Tutanovich, a former member of uh, Israeli Defense Forces 8200 unit that deals with military cybersecurity. And they had that crazy clip with top deepfake artist Professor Hao Lee. Is that really his name? Hao Lee? You know, with half of his head shaved? What kind of freakish person like that? If this is what professors. Well. Visit we'll stick around. We'll be right back. By going to republicbroadcasting.org. Tune in Saturday mornings, 8 to 10 Central, to the Alternative Media with your host, Farron. If you've not been listening, this is some of what you've been missing. 2,000 mules. Like you, like you like to say occasionally, Farron, in your face. They, they, they might have a, a set of lactating mammaries available that could provide milk for their adopted children. Listen, news media, all pulling off this gigantic fraud. Rhino, neocon, cucks. There's this wonderful thing that's called Vote With Your Feet. Move to California. I am a conspiracy factualist and everyone else is a reality theorist. Hundreds, if not thousands, of ships came out of nowhere Give me liberty or let's give you death. 
any excuse to go and, and kill yourself for this, this, this fraud of a government. This goes back a hundred years. When they come for your gold, give them a lead. And when they come for your guns, give them the bullets first. And God help us all. Are you one of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs? For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try hemp paste for the price of a cup of coffee. Hemppaste.com slash RBN. Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at republicbroadcasting.org and visit hemppaste.com slash RBN. Are you sick of censorship? TLB Talk is the cure. TLB stands for truth, liberty, and balance. We are the newest and most unique social media platform to hit the internet. We were built out of necessity because Big Tech, Big Pharma, and Big Brother are out of control. The only thing bigger than them is when we the people are united. With that vision, TLB Talk was born. Our battlefield is in cyberspace. The battle we're in can be won by clicks of buttons and voting with your wallet. TLB Talk has no hidden agendas, no corporate funding, and we do not sell, trade, or give away any of your information. Our platform runs off of generous donations of members and merchandise profits. So please, check out our site. It's the best around. And be sure to stop by our store. It's loaded with items that'll have you feeling a sense of member pride and victory. Come unite with us today at TLBTalk.com and join the social media revolution. here in a second uh, in 1807 Thomas Jefferson wrote in a letter to John Norvell June 11 1807 nothing can now be, be believed which is seen in a newspaper truth itself becomes suspicious by being put into that polluted vehicle the real extent of this state of misinformation is known only to those who are in situations to confront facts with their within their knowledge with the lies of the day. And he continued, I will add that the man who never looks into a newspaper <clears throat> is better informed than he who reads them, inasmuch as he who knows nothing is nearer to the truth than he whose mind is filled with falsehoods and errors. He who reads nothing will still learn the great facts, and the details are all false. So what 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 are you saying? Put put all this stuff together. Um, Glasnost, I didn't finish that. Let me finish the Wikipedia, the old entry that doesn't, you know, the new one doesn't include this. So Glasnost, openness and transparency. There was uh, there was also a greater degree of freedom within the media. In the late 1980s, the Soviet government came under increased criticism. Has this been happening? Just again, listen, 
with an ear to the ground comparing then to what's happening in America now. And again, if you've listened to this broadcast for any length of time, you know that I've talked about this for a decade plus. And what's been happening? What has been the general trend during that time? So the Soviet government came under increased criticism, as did Lenin, Leninist ideology. We must come to power, comrades, which Gorbachev had attempted to preserve as the foundation for reform. And members of the Soviet population were more outspoken in their view that the Soviet government had become a failure. Members of the Soviet population were more outspoken. I thought that would get you, you know, in trouble. Glasnost, but here's the punchline. This is the point. Of mentioning this entry. Glasnost did indeed provide freedom of expression. Have we seen that in America? You know, as much as we played clips, people ask sometimes, you know, why do you play this? You know, do you – I'm not endorsing this person or condoning all of their views or whatever. You know, Russell Brand sat down with Yuval Noah Harari and now he's very popular. You got you to gotta wonder about that, don't you? Glasnost did indeed provide freedom of expression far beyond what, government, what, what uh, Gorbachev had intended and changed citizens' views toward the government. Glasnost did. What? Openness and transparency, greater freedom of information, exposure of you know, the inner workings of government, how the sausage is made, the dirty, unsightly process. And changed citizens' views toward the government, which played – here's the punchline – which played a key role in the collapse of the Soviet Union. Wow. Talk about fifth column. Glasnost, you know, the um, Shabazz – or not the Shabazz – yeah, the Shabazz family, uh, you know, the Malcolm X situation led by – Ben Crump, there he is, front and center. Prince Hall Mason, Ben Crump. Malcolm X's family sued the NYPD, FBI, and CIA for $100 million. And disclosure, I would say. And the, uh, you know, the deathbed confession that we got 50 years later. So you got that, you got the Lori Lightfoot thing. Beetlejuice, a.k.a. Lori Lightfoot, ousted as Chicago mayor. These are a couple of RBN headlines, by the way. Breaking news. Chicago mayor Lori Lightfoot loses election as Vallis Johnson head to Vallis and Johnson uh, head to runoff. And this is a companion story. I would I would, you know, like I said, Beetlejuice. Oh, come on. You know, maybe maybe she has a thyroid condition. Now she brought it on herself. Yahoo News reported today – no, yesterday. Uh, the headline, Lori Lightfoot becomes the first Chicago mayor in 40 years to lose re-election. Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot lost her bid <clears throat> for re-election Tuesday, ending her historic run as the city's first black – who cares? Woman, who cares? And first openly gay who cares, person to serve in the position? Why do any of those things matter? Is she qualified to be mayor? And I would say no. She should be nowhere near a sycophant of power like her should be nowhere near the levers of government and power. No way. No way. No way. You know, her sycophantic... Uh, nature dis, uh, discludes and disqualifies her, period. I mean, maybe she could change her views, actually be, you know, speaking of Leninist ideology, I would say she's one of those types of people. Total sycophant power. So who cares if she's black? Who cares if she's a woman? Who cares if she's openly gay? Openly gay? That's just ridiculous it's all ridiculous so what's the point of all of this you know we just came out of black history month now it's women's history month what's the point 
here here you go. What's racist? I'll tell you what's racist. Affirmative action. That's what. Isn't it preferential? Yeah, but that's because, no, we don't talk about the details and nuances. Was your family, you know, were they uh, slaves? Was my family slave owners? What if, what if, you know, we talk about the story of Anthony Johnson from time to time. What if your family was slave owners and my family were slaves? Do we talk about the nuances? No, we're going to generalize. For what? For a specific political purpose. That's why we're encouraged to generalize. So I talk about the balkanization uh, object. And um, speaking of Wikipedia, balkanization, does it still mention beggar thy neighbor? Speaking of things, nope. It used to. The balkanization Wikipedia entry used to mention beggar thy neighbor as a means to balkanizing people. Beggar thy neighbor is a Wikipedia entry also. Beggar thy neighbor is a means to balkanize people. What is balkanization? You divide people down you know, from the Wikipedia entry. Balkani- balkanization is, is the fragmentation of a larger region or state into smaller Regions or states, smaller and smaller and smaller, which may be hostile or uncooperative with one another. Hmm. Usually caused by differences of ethnicity, culture, and religion, and some other factors such as past grievances. Now that's funny because that sounds a lot like the theme of you know Samuel P. Huntington's discussion in the class of Clash of Civilizations, for example, that seems to be coming to a town near you. What a strange coincidence. This recent historical development over the last two or three hundred years, uh, you know, somewhere across the pond, halfway around the world, now suddenly is coming that we've been at the forefront of, you know, creating the enemies that we are now fighting, as everybody says, like Jeremy Scahill and others have said. Funny that this is now coming home. Balkanization, dividing people up into smaller and smaller hostile groups. Beggar thy neighbor is a way to do that. Beggar thy neighbor, let's see. According to Wikipedia, an economics of beggar thy neighbor policy is an economic policy through which one country attempts to remedy its economic problems by means that tend to worsen. Okay, so but the 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 simple explanation of beggar thy neighbor is you demand some kind of benefit for a for a minority at the expense of the majority, not the politically correct minority, but the numerical minority at the expense of the numerical majority. What is that going to do in the minds of the majority and the minority? The majority is going to resent the minority and the minority is going to feel entitled and empowered as victims that are taking advantage of the majority. And then there's the sort of reverse of that where when you have a triple agent like the underpants – no, the, the coast bomber, you know, triple agent, strategy of tension episode. Now we got to punish people, generally hundreds of millions of people or more because of one person. You know, that's reverse beggar than neighbor. You punish the majority because of the sins of the – scapegoat the manchurian scapegoat so what is what is your point well let me give you evidence right out in plain sight that this is actually happening in real time um clash of civilizations i would say you know i i said you know what is racist affirmative action the point being balkanization and specifically the beggar thy neighbor approach where you demand benefits for a minority a numerical minority at the expense of the majority creates hostility and i would say scott adams is exhibit a of the you know so so called self radicalized tool of the clash of civilizations And whether that's all an act or he's actually, you know, what you might call uh, self-radicalized, 
it's it's working because there are going to be people who are saying, yeah, you know, Scott's right, and, you know. I mean, look what look, look what has happened. It's just too perfect. As, you know, uh, NPR puts it, let's see. Cartoonist says a rebuke of Dilbert creator – cartoonists say a rebuke of Dilbert creator Scott Adams is long overdue. NPR, Nazi Patriot Radio. Um, where is the bit? Um, let me see. He, yeah, it begs the question now that everyone is piling on him. What took so long? Said Keith Knight, an illustrator known for his comic strip, Nightlife, etc. Is also the creator of the Hulu comedy show Woke, which chronicles the life of a black cartoonist. Anyway, this is, it's too perfect. It's too perfect. And James Corbett reminded us the story of the century just broke and no one noticed. It's happening right out in plain sight. And somebody's laughing while it's happening. Anyway, we got calls piling up. We got to go to the phones. So to the phones, Mike in Kentucky, thanks for calling. Welcome. Are you there? Over. Perhaps. <laughs> it could be I'm talking to an AI or maybe you're talking to an AI at this point. This is simulated, Mike. Or it could be chatbots talking to each other. Who knows? Well, as long as the people find it entertaining. But uh, the center browser, you were talking about stuff disappearing. And my personal experience here, I'm not not advertising for the center browser. But when I first started using it, uh, I found that that the feature on there, if you go to a web page that's been memory-holed, it says, you know, no longer available, would you like to look for uh, the archives? And it gives you an instant link to the Wayback Machine or whichever it is, archives.org. And so when you're talking about stuff vanishing like that, if you have a second device, you might try running that on there because um, when I started using it, uh, it started crashing two different laptops with two different operating systems. And then several uh, of my accounts started demanding two-finger authentication even though I wasn't logging in with the center browser. Mike, so that's all just like, a coincidence. Come on now. That's a coincidence. It's all a coincidence. Anyway, that finally settled down a little bit, but I think there's been some kind of push for securing accounts, uh, and I hope I'm not blasting everybody out here. You you went really low, and I've, I've noticed sometimes when somebody's really low on a phone conversation, I'm really loud, or vice versa. When they're really loud, I'm really low, but uh, and I'm on a plain old telephone or what's left of it. Uh, it gets converted to fiber me. about a mile away. Uh, so... Uh, Anyway, the thing that got me that disappeared or vanished was the entire statistical record, at least what's available to the public on uh, the webpage for the World Health Organization, went magically down for maintenance. When people started citing it in the alternative media and maybe those uh, American frontline doctors, I can't remember which one, the guy that was at the Eastern uh, Virginia Med. Medical school had up a per call that talked about ivermectin, and and the, uh, the World Health Organization statistics for ivermectin in Africa, whatever they call that uh, anti-malarial blindness program, mm-hmm. they all went down for maintenance. The web pages mm-hmm. did. So yeah. some of, it, not all of it, but some of it was available when I used the center browser, and it instantly linked to the uh, archives, whatever was available. The center browser Still. powered by Gab. Anyway, yeah, there was a fight between Gab and uh, the kernel of it is actually from uh, and an, not Android. Um, what's that one you can't get rid of hardly when you install it? Uh, uh, anyway, they both worked for Google, I think, and they took some of their code that they developed. I don't know. Somehow, right, it's always took, the Chromium it stack, source. huh? It's always the Chromium stack. Chromium, right? So they took Chromium and they they started a company Gab and they took out all everybody's the building on Chromium and using Go to write everything now. It's super fast. Yeah, well, you know, well, all it, things it that glitter are not good gold. Until it started crashing my computer, but uh, I quit using it for uh, I don't know a month or two, and they must have picked up on that or somebody told them about the flaws that existed because I went back to it six eight weeks later, 
boom, it's working. It's not crashing my laptop. And I, one of the laptops is an older operating system. I won't say which, but... So there was a fight between those guys, and that's why we have Dissenter Browser, because he did not support his platform that he developed, Gab, uh, supporting gay marriage. So that, that's, that's, what I, that's the story, anyway. That's the rumor, yep. That's the... Okay, you know about it, then. Yeah. Uh, but for anybody that doesn't, I, they should try it. There you go. Just be aware. Yep. Just be aware, you know, when stuff disappears... For a time, you might find it on uh, the Wayback Machine, but even the Wayback Machine could be gotten yep. to and things vanish. Oh, yeah. It's all so, vanishing. Anyway. And we are left with the Potemkin Village, as Aaron Melissa Dykes remind us. we got other calls we got to grab, Bye. Mike. I appreciate it, sir. Or not, sir. In either case, thank you. Back to the phones in the interest of time. Uh, James in Vancouver. Good morning. Welcome, sir. Good morning. <clears throat> Good morning. Good morning. I hope you're not angry, um, but uh, all all those people you mentioned, <clears throat> they all were on the payroll. The uh, Richard Brands is it, and mm-hmm. Ray Cruzwell, and uh, oh yeah, the Lori Lightfoots, and uh, I guess Lori's off the payroll, probably yeah. because Pritzker wants to run for <laughs> presidency. So maybe she's <laughs> maybe she's getting a transfer. Maybe it's a lateral move. She's you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe it's a well, promotion. Uh, we'll I see. Just, uh, sure, uh, and uh, you know, uh, they have these books called uh, uh, "It's All Done with Mirrors." You've probably seen these titles, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, in the in the world of uh, political affairs, uh, my adage would be, "It's all done with investment bankers." I think I mentioned that to you before, and uh, the uh, the seventies. Might have been good, but you should have been around for the late fifties and early sixties. I and with bet. that, I'll let you go. Wish you all the best. Uh, have a good day and whatnot. I, I was appreciate in Montana that. big time when I was a child. By the way, right on. I was going down there. All right, I'll get back to you, man. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you, James. Much appreciated. Back to the phones. Tom in Utah. Thanks for calling. Welcome. Hi, Chris. Uh, earlier you are talking oh. about the, well, not even earlier, just recently you are talking about the issue of homosexuality. Why yeah. is it that the modern man has elevated levels of the hormones that don't belong to his gender? Well. That's a, that's, that's yeah. a curious phenomenon. Why is that? Exactly. You know, and while you're at it, why why is everyone losing their hair? Why does everyone have thinning hair? Speaking of the great old 80s, we couldn't do big hair these days. No one can do it. Lori Lightfoot certainly couldn't do it. Oh, that was mean. Well, when we do the blood work on homosexuals, people who, how to say, have that tendency, we also notice that they have elevated levels of estrogen if they're male or testosterone if they're female. Yeah, do you have a pair of ovaries? Or Not does to my knowledge. Or Lightfoot have a pair of testicles? So where is she getting that androgen, that opposite hormone? Where is it coming from? Because the only organs that produce estrogen are ovaries. The only organs that produce testosterone are testes. So where are you getting that hormone that is not yours? Yeah, exactly. It has to that be is, ingested. And if we probably should do. Stuff. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I I don't know that as a fact, and um, okay, I'm gonna. Okay. I'm gonna. Chris, here's a fact. Your your liver is supposed to break down these alien hormones, but if your liver is suffering from shunting or bypass, an insult that causes the chemistry of your liver to be damaged, it will allow these hormones that are not yours to enter into your system. And the most important gland yeah. of influence. I understand all brain. of that. What I'm saying is, I don't, I don't necessarily agree that uh, th- they have it to be matter ingested. Whether you agree or so. disagree, what matters is fact. I agree, and you know what? The Bible is fact, and it says in Romans 14 what it says. The opening verses say what they yeah, say. Yeah, Romans 14 definitely validates what I'm telling yeah. you. You're not okay. supposed to bring in the hormone of the opposite uh, opposite gender. I'm gonna. Agree to disagree. It doesn't matter what you agree to disagree. What matters is a fact. 
Okay. Well, I still agree to disagree. Anyway, another call. Why are we so homosexually inclined? Why are the <laughs> women so ma- masculinely inclined? Why? Yeah. Now is not the time. We we got to grab one more call. That so I appreciate it, Tom. Plan. You made your point. You made your you made your point. I appreciate it. And you are always vigilant about that. I appreciate that, Tom. Thank you. Uh, back to the phones, Lark in Texas. Thanks for calling. Welcome. Well, my goodness, we have entered into the 21st century Potemkin village, haven't we? I mean, yes, I just, sir, I've, we been have. The convers- I've been hearing our conversation here sprinkled with terms uh, like gab and uh, chromium and wayback machine. And I'm thinking, <laughs> wow. Orwell would We're- be proud. <laughs> I mean, I actually don't know what anybody's even talking about anymore. But, and, uh, and you're better. You're the better for it. I mentioned Jefferson. I think it speaks to that. Uh, quick question for you, Chris. Uh, you know, I used to study internet marketing when I first got online because I thought I, I should get hip somehow and not live like a luddite, like I had been accused of. Sure. And uh, so I learned about this this term of art slide in marketing circles. Can you pinpoint where you read about this uh, with Fritz Springmeyer for? My edification, because I you, don't... Uh, you mentioned it. I know that, years ago, but I didn't get it from Fritz Springmeier. Um, I will get back to you on that. Where exactly, I can't say off the top of yeah, my this, head, but this, I will get back co- to you this, on that. Yeah, this this comes from a uh, uh, psychology, behaviorist, and especially uh, uh, military circles this term at least as i understand it and then it, mm-hmm. it became part of marketing parlance but anyway yeah get back to me on that i appreciate you um yeah i will well and um uh speaking of slides and things of that nature. Etzioni says, "Don't let end Luddites. Don't let individual rights Luddites stop coronavirus vaccine passports." I, I th- for some reason, that jumped into my head when you, <laughs> you know, yeah, what you were saying. He cl- yeah, he claims yeah. to be an American. Yeah, that'll do it for today's broadcast, folks. Lark, thank you. Thanks, everyone. I hope it was informative. As always, it truly is an honor and a pleasure. Take care. God bless. We'll catch you on the other side. Which will conclusively prove George Soros' role in orchestrating the pandemic. But first, dear patriots, the truth train has brought us a conspiracy in our own backyard. Now, you may think you know the story. Now, it's like I always say, there's a whole lot of bullshit out there. So I'd like to give Soros, Pelosi, the Zionists, the Mexican, the Snowflakes, and Stay strong, truth tellers. Truth tellers. Stay strong. Stay strong. You're listening to RBN in defense of the Republic. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth.